Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Forex Beginner Podcast. It's your boy, Calvin, a new trader. Today, my man, Roy, from Chart Addicts. I know you've heard of the Expert Trader Podcast, uh, the newly launched Endeavor FX Summit, which started last year. Uh, had a lot of trading friends attend, said it was amazing. Well, we got him here today. He's going to talk about FX Summit. You guys know he is legendary for doing these great interviews, pulling out major gems from some of the top traders. So we're going to dig into a lot of this stuff today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the co-founder of Chart Addicts, uh, the Expert Trader Podcast, and the newly, we're going to claim it right now, this is the biggest Forex trader, uh, digital entrepreneur conference ever, uh, FX Summit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Roy to the podcast. What's going on, brother? An introduction. I appreciate you having me, bro. Thank you, Calvin. Absolutely, man. Listen, what is something that's exciting about life for Roy right now? You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin, the new trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin, the new trader, shares his journey with you. Honestly, everything. I think I'm in one of the best seasons of my life. Uh, I'm a big believer that responsibility and growth is what really leads to long-term happiness. So I'm kind of in a phase where we're doing things that are really outlandish and really we're, we're going to have to reach and really push ourselves to achieve. And so I'm in, I don't know, I would say a very gratifying season in my life. And so I'm feeling good, feeling really good. How did you get involved with trading? How did the Forex industry come into your life? So I was actually a crypto trader before I ever started trading Forex. So uh, I, had I had been involved in crypto since I want to say like 2015, lost a bunch of coins just because I was spending them. Um, you know, there was a few exchanges that went under. I lost some of those. And so I kind of got into the trading side as opposed to investing because I wanted the short term cash flow. So I was on these offshore uh, exchanges like KuCoin and Kraken, and I was just sort of doing arbitrage and just trading there. And that's when I first got introduced to basic technical analysis. That's when I got introduced to, you know, you could use chart patterns in order to uh, find trade opportunities. And then in 2017, I got introduced to IML uh, for a month. I was in there because of some friends that I went to college with. Ended up picking up on the trading side, but I didn't have any interest in the marketing. So I ended up just sort of really locking into trading. And that's that's how I got in. What year was this? Say early 2016 or sorry, late 2016, early 2017. How many people around you were involved in crypto investing, trading Forex at that time? We had a small group at the school. It's like a ragtag team of like four or five people. We would meet up once a week and just have like a crypto meeting. And everyone would talk about what they're watching and what investments that they were making. And uh, so it really wasn't that much. Like out of like 100 people that I knew, probably four or five people were really into the crypto at the 2016, 2017 phase. And so in 2017, I made a bunch of money on the bull run. Because like whatever you were invested in, you were going to make money on. Once the money started to really enter that market and once some of these market caps went from like 100 million to up to a billion or $10 billion, you were 100xing or sometimes even 200xing your money. So you'd have like a $1,000 investment and it would be at 10K or 75K or 100K. So you'd open up your portfolio every day and every single day your portfolio is at like 25,000, 45,000. 72,000, 98,000. You're like, dude, I'm going to be a millionaire. Now you start making plans like you're going to be a millionaire. And then eventually the market crashed at the end of 2017. And whatever six figures that I had seen on the screen had come all the way back down to just under $10,000. So I had uh, almost $200,000 floating on the screens. 
just in, uh, invested in all my portfolios. And then I saw it come all the way back down, didn't pull any profits. So that was a big learning lesson for me, took that into trading. A trader's journey doesn't really start until they start taking it serious. So for me, like from 2017 to 2019, while I was really building my strategy, I was just gambling. You know, looking in hindsight now, it was 100% gambling. I had no structured plan. I had no discipline. I wasn't journaling my trades. There was no quantitative approach. Like I wasn't looking at the data. How many trades was I winning on the buy side versus sell side? What days were the most profitable for me? What times, like which uh, sessions were the most profitable for me? None of that. Take a trade, hope it goes my way, move on to the next one. And so that that learning journey of two years, I would not consider myself to be a trader. So my trading journey technically started in 2019. It sounds like you have been very, very just into the space of investing early on. How old were you when you first got into investing? So you first got introduced to crypto or maybe you were doing stocks. How old were you and how did you get this this bug for investing? Because it sounds like you've really been planning in this for a while now. Yeah. I mean, I went to school to study business and at first I wasn't doing accounting and I realized I don't want to do accounting. Spreadsheets weren't really for me. Doing the formulas and just doing that data analysis work wasn't for me. So I started to look at other avenues and I took this one class when I was a sophomore that was just all about investing in uh, global markets. And it had nothing to do with like teaching us to invest, but it was just all about how the global banking system worked and how the global monetary system worked. And ever since then, I was like, I need to learn more about how that is. That sounds like where all the money is. I got to learn about that system. So I really dove into my own research. I started studying some of the big investors and some of the big you know, money movers in the world, JP Morgan and some of the big institutions. And then I was like, okay, I want to make money betting on what's happening. Like That's what I started to realize is all the, st- the stock market is just a betting mechanism to put your vote in on what you think is going to happen. Forex is a betting mechanism on what you think is going to happen in the global, mar- the global money markets. You know, central bank policy. I want to put my bet in. And so that's kind of what really drew me to it. It's um, I wanted to figure out how it all worked. And I wanted to figure out how I can put my bet in whenever I saw an opportunity. Forex was just another opportunity for you to express that desire. Yeah, because it's the biggest market. Like if you're going to trade, if you're going to do something, the opportunity vehicle that you're involved in is the most important thing. If you have a lot of talent, a lot of desire, a lot of, you know, determination, but you're in the wrong opportunity vehicle, you're not going to make any money. There's probably someone who's very determined and very motivated and very, you know, ready to go, but they're working in retail. You can only get so far. You only can work so many hours a week with such you know, so many raises. But if you're in the right opportunity vehicle, those same skill sets can take you further. And so when I looked at all the different markets, because I was a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch for a few years. And so I worked for Bank of America. I was managing money professionally. And I realized that there is a long-term investing game. But then I was making so much more money short-term trading than I ever could you know, investing. So I was like, okay, the Forex markets are the largest and the most liquid. That's where I can make the most amount of money. And that's where I decided to go. How do you help new traders develop that mindset to take the skills seriously, how to see the skill set and to value the opportunity to be in the largest financial market in the world? I think it all starts with that trader's desire. If you don't have the desire to be in the financial markets for the long term, you're not going to make it long enough to see the success. There is a learning journey for every single investor and trader. And so if you're like, you know, I just want to make some money on the side here for six months and then stop doing this, and you don't really see yourself being a trader, then it's going to be very hard to go through the ups and downs. So the first thing is I am not one of those people that's like, everybody can be a trader. I tell people when they first join Chart Addicts, make sure that you guys want to do this. 
Because if you don't, this is not going to be fun. This is going to be a horrible experience for you. The emotional swings might ruin, you know, might ruin some aspects of your personal life. This might start to interfere with relationships and things. Because if you don't have a desire for this, your emotions are not aligned with what your expectations should be on the charts. You're expecting stuff from the markets that are not realistic because you have an unrealistic expectation. So first things first, make sure you want to be doing this. Now, if you want to be doing this, why not be the best? Right at that point, it's like if you're going to be in this game and you're going to make money and you have access to financial markets, because keep in mind, 15 years ago, you could not trade if you, you know, if you didn't have access to a broker, you would have to physically call a broker and, you know, execute trades, you know, put in a hundred lots of this thing. And you had to have a certain uh, amount of margin to be able to take those trades. So it was very limited to a small class of people. Ever since mobile trading came out, you know, electronically controlled networks, ECN brokers, ever since all that came out, we've all been able to trade electronically from anywhere in the world. And we've been able to kind of bring access to more people. So if you're in this game that has never existed before in an opportunity to tap into the biggest market in the world, why not really take this seriously and see how far you can take it? And that's the motivation that everybody needs. It's like, there's the source, the money source, the pipeline is right there. What are you going to do to tap into it? What's the biggest mistake that you think new traders, beginner traders, development traders are making? Is it more of the mindset, which you just mentioned, or is it more technical? I would say it's expectations. If you have a realistic expectation, and I don't want to say realistic, like to bring anyone down, because I want people to aim big, but realistic meaning like you have a $200 account and you want to make a thousand bucks a month, like an unrealistic expectations of what the markets owe you or what the markets are designed to do. The markets are not a mechanism for people to come and make money. It's an opportunity to make money, but it's a it's designed to allow money to keep flowing in the system, right? So there has to be losers. There has to be losers in the system in order for the game to continue. So if your expectations are, I'm going to do this two months, I'm going to be profitable, Lamborghinis and all this stuff, then you're going to start to take risks that you would not normally take if you had a longer time horizon. So when you have an unrealistic expectation or when you're following you know, maybe a caricature of what you think a trader should be because of social media, that's when you start to make uh, irrational decisions on the charts. On the Expert Trader Podcast series, you interview a lot of successful traders that have the lifestyle that a lot of new beginner and development traders obviously want. Their expectations is, hey, I want that, Roy. I see you interviewing these guys. You know these guys. You're friends with these guys. And so for you, um, how do you go about teaching and mentoring a trader um, in order to get to that point. So what are some characteristics? Let me put it this way. What are some characteristics that those successful traders have that the new trader does not have? So the thing is, is I would not be able to know and hang out with these people and do any of this stuff if I wasn't making money trading. Like when we were doing the podcast, like we, we like to, we like to send gifts to people after we did a podcast. And so like chart addicts is not that profitable. I'm going to be completely honest. So we can talk about that in a different podcast, but we had to put money out of our own pockets to do a lot of this like extravagant stuff, like sending the wine bottles after the podcast and really flying out to different cities and meeting people and really doing these things. And without the time freedom and the financial freedom to do it, it's impossible. So whatever your entrepreneur, your entrepreneurial goals are, trading will fund those. Trading is not the end all be all. Right now, I love financial markets, as, as you can tell, which is why I'm so heavy in this space. And I really do want to build an entrepreneurial venture in this space because I see myself here in the long term. But whatever you want to do, ice cream shop, restaurant, you want to start a media company, you want to start going to real estate, 
Trading is a vehicle to get you there. So first things first, put 100% of your focus on that and the rest of it is going to fall into place. Now, while you're doing that and while you're developing as a trader, don't forget to feed those passions, to learn more about those passion projects, to learn more about those skills that you want to really hone in on. Because once the money touches your hands, you're either going to blow it on dumb shit or you're going to have a place to put it and you're going to have a plan. One interview you did with uh, James Storms, who I believe is a personal friend of yours, um, you did an interview with him and I think you guys were together and that was the day he did the 200K in a day. So I think you were at his house or he was at your house. Uh, which one was it? Uh, he had actually flown into Virginia to come stay with me for a few days. Okay, boom. So that interview, and I think what a lot of traders need to do is they need to like forget the big number and forget the cars in the house. It's the detail of the journey. And in that interview, that was one of my top interviews from the expert podcast series, but he talked about the journey, how many times he's lost and just prior times when he was up almost a million, you know, he let it come back down. And I just thought like that transparency, what you were able to bring out in that interview is really what we need to hear because that's the journey. You don't just wake up one day and boom, you make 200 K in a day. No, it's, you were up way more than 200K one time and you came back down to zero and you lost everything. And so yep. it's those experiences that get you to the point where you're able to actually close out the 200K in a day. And so I just want to thank you, bro, just to be honest, for just not just showing, hey, these are the possibilities, but you're actually asking the questions and you're getting people to share the realness of the journey. And I just think, man, again, that, that podcast episode was powerful. It's one of my favorites, hands down. And I think it's because it's so real. Like everybody, you know, James was the, and I have to give a lot of props to James. James, if you're watching this and give you props. He was the first person that offered to fly out and to really come and meet me in person. Because at that point, you know, if I ask you to pull out your MT4, if I ask you to pull out some proof or whatever it is, there's no, there's nowhere to hide. There really is just hundred percent transparency. If we're going to be trading together, I get to see how you react on the charts. And it was just such a real experience. And I don't think that we really, you know, we dove into it on that podcast, but I don't know if we told the full story. He flew in. He was uh, staying at my house. We were supposed to do a podcast the next day. And we were going to do a live trading stream that morning, which is still on our channel. We live streamed the whole thing when he made the 200 grand. It was all live. And I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something. And he's like $45,000 in drawdown sitting on the computer. It's pitch black. He's on the computer just chilling. 45K in drawdown. I wake up in the morning. He said, yeah, I lost that trade, but I took another one. He's floating about 90K or something. And I'm like, bro, don't you want to recoup the loss from last night and bag, you know, the 45,000? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to let this hit 200 grand. So I'm like, dude, this guy's crazy. You know, because, <laughs> you, you know, after you, after you take a loss and you can recoup and make the profits, I don't know. Um, I learned a lot from that experience too about, you know, not limiting yourself in your trading. Because I was seeing James and, it, it, you know, the way that I was thinking back then is, if I lose money, the most important thing for me is to get back whole and then to make that profit back. You know, uh, for him, he was like, dude, I'm going to go for that higher target. I'm going to go for that thing that's really going to make me profitable. And I learned a big lesson there. So, yeah, he, he's like floating 150. We're on the stream. I'm like, bro, please close it. Like now I'm getting fucking nervous. Like you're fucking me up. It's 200 grand. He was like, dude, we're only 20K away. The news is about to break. I'm on the opposite side of his trade. He's shorting. I took a buy at the market open. My market open strategy is typically if I catch the first spike at the market open, I get out. So I'm not looking for a swing trade like he was. I'm looking for that first, you know, 15 or 30 minute candle to push up in my direction, get a one to two or a one to three trade and hop out. 
So I grabbed my trade. I made 7,500. One of my biggest days that month. I was just like ecstatic. I was all over the wall. He's 150 down to 120. All right. And I'm like, bro, are you sure you don't want to close it? Like this thing could fly. Five minutes later, this thing drops. As soon as it hits 200K, he's just rapid closing all the different entries. He had like 30 entries in there, just closed everything full margin. First 200K day. After that, he went on a three-month streak to turn that 60K to over $1 million. It was absolutely phenomenal to watch. So James, mad props to you. Learned a bunch and uh, it was just a crazy experience. <laughs> 2021, baby. Crazy year. So this is, okay. So this is your first time meeting him, right? Yes. Okay. So you guys have conversation, you know, I assume via email or social media and he agrees to come in and you're seeing, hey, this is a straight up dude. You're loving the character, of course, him flying in. Boom. You guys meet, you chat, you guys on the live stream and you're watching this. You see all this stuff play out when he goes home and all of this stuff sets in and you post and everything's out. And you sit back a week later, two weeks later, and this really, really hits you. How does this affect your trading going forward now? <laughs> okay, this is this is gonna be funny. Okay, this is not what you this is not the answer you expected. I blew my funded account the week after. Okay. So I learned the, the most valuable lesson I learned there is to stick to the script, right? To stay to your stay in your own lane. Because had I just kept what I was doing, I would have been able to keep that success going. So I did have my biggest month um, that month and the month after. But blowing the funded account was because my expectations were I need to go bigger. I was looking at what somebody else was doing and saying, you know, I'm not playing big enough as opposed to I'm playing at the right scale for what I'm doing right now. This funded account cannot handle that margin. This is this is where I am right now because of the circumstance. But when emotion starts to take uh, the best of you, you start to look at yourself and be like, you know, maybe I'm not playing to my full potential. And so then you start to kind of push the bounds. So I learned a very important lesson. I'm only sticking to the script from now on. And I and I keep risk management at the highest priority. There was a few more gems in there that I don't want people to miss over. Mm -hmm. Like there's a very big lesson in there, which is, you know, the, obviously, you don't want to set those unrealistic expectations and try to ch chase what someone else is doing. But a lot of people think that the main skill set is the front end of trading, which is like the taking the trade and then closing the trade and like that kind of stuff. The money management piece, I think, is the biggest. If we had to take a poll of everyone who's watching this and we're like, yo, put in the comments if you've ever made money, not if you're overall profitable, but if you've ever made money, everyone would say yes. So it's not that traders can't make money. It's that most traders give it back. And so the most important skill that I had to learn in that, like after that 2019 phase was I had become really good at making money and really good at giving it back. And if I could just stop that second part, then I would, my profits would just start to look a lot bigger compared to the losses. And so that's all I had to do is become a bit more disciplined. Man, that's so good. So good, y'all. So talk to us about fx summit when did this idea to do your own convention when did it hit your mind you and your team like what in the world gives you the like the thought process to feel like you can throw the biggest forex trading digital entrepreneurship just all of this like what makes you think that you can do this what gave you that thought that you can really pull this off <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay, if I'll be completely honest, I'd be lying if I said that I knew we could pull it off. This was a massive gamble and we, we still lost money on the first event. 
but it was a massive gamble. And if it, this didn't play out, we would be hurt for a long time. You know, it would take a long time to climb back up that hill. So this was a massive gamble, but I think it was necessary. Like it was this important to build the trading space and to really give everyone a, like a hallmark event to come and collaborate with other people. Because what we started to see, and we just did a five city tour. So we hit Atlanta, Washington, D.C., New York City, Phoenix, Arizona, and Dallas, Texas. And what we saw was in some places, there's a big trading community. Like in Miami, you can find smaller communities and they do live events and there's always something going on. In these other cities, people just trade by themselves. Most likely their significant other doesn't understand their problems or struggles on the charts. So they don't really have people to go and talk to about trading. So the FX Summit to me was, if we really wanted to make the like trading a real thing, we need a Hallmark event. I used to sell sneakers back in the day. I was like an entrepreneur in college, you get the drill. And I used to go to something called SneakerCon. And what I realized was like, these are people who other than this event would be sitting in their house with a $200,000 shoe collection that nobody would ever know about. But because they get to come to this event, you're a celebrity for a weekend. You get to be like, like when you're a trader and you don't know anybody around you that's a trader, you could be making millions of dollars and nobody cares. Now, all of a sudden you show up to a place where that's the skill set that that is important and people are sort of like trying to pick your brain. It really just is a massive sense of community to combine people who you normally don't have access to, like all these big name influencers and traders with this community of people all over the world and all over the country who genuinely want to learn more and be connected to a community of other traders. And then we just try to give you as much knowledge as possible during that three-day weekend. Amazing. And I got to say, I had a couple of friends that went, they said it was phenomenal. So um, I know this is going to be huge and that's why I wanted you on, man. So if you can best describe uh, FX Summit, if you can describe it in like one sentence, how would you describe it? It's a three-day conference for traders, entrepreneurs, and crypto lovers. It involves expos, seminars, workshops, and post-conference events. So everything from VIP yacht events where you can network with other speakers and traders and uh, VIP car shows, but also there's about 75 different individual seminars. And then in the big panels, we're going to have 15 different large seminars with big name speakers like XRP, Binance, Coinbase, TradingView, and some of the biggest names in trading, investing, and crypto. Man. <laughs> FXSummit2023.com. Yes, I was just going to say that. So you do have a couple of different ticket options for a trader that's coming in like listen man i'm on my journey i'm growing but i need that community which ticket would be the best bang for the buck for that trader that needs that that really needs to get around and and ask questions and get to really network with traders just to get that oomph on their journey just to get that extra push like this isn't one of those conferences where we like we hide stuff from any of the tickets so if you look at some of the other big sort of uh, conferences around investing or crypto and stuff, they'll hide a lot from some of the cheaper tickets because it's like, oh, you only get access to one of the three days or something. For us, if you get even the general admission ticket, you have access fully to all three days, all the seminars, all the workshops and the expo. In the expo, you get to meet the biggest brands and the biggest names because they're all just roaming around in one expo hall. Everyone's showcasing their brands. There's trading challenges, raffles and giveaways and all this stuff happening. So Regardless of what ticket you get, you're going to have an incredible three-day experience and get to access everything at the conference. Now, if you want to network with some of the biggest names, you really want to get around some high-profile people, take your entrepreneurship to the next level, you want to get the VIP. Because for the price, it is unbelievable how much access you get to these individuals who normally charge five figures or more to get access to them. 
One of my friends did that last year, and he was like, bro, the access is insane. Roy, just tell us, where is the event going to be? Um, is it close to the airport? Are there hotels nearby for somebody that's watching? And they're like, yo, I'm going to the website right now. Yeah, so it's in Miami Beach. So there's two parts of Miami. There's mainland Miami. That's where the airport's going to be. And then there's across the bridge, there's a strip. That's the Miami Beach. And so you do have to cross the bridge. Depending on traffic, it could be a 15 to 30-minute drive across that bridge. And then it's going to be in the heart of Miami Beach. So as soon as you cross the bridge, it's five streets down. You can't miss it. It's the largest convention center in Miami. It's at the Miami Beach Convention Center in South Beach. And uh, the event is June 9th to the 11th, 2023. So if you guys want to grab your tickets, again, it's fxsummit2023.com. Hotels, more than likely, if you guys can find a hotel in the South Beach area, it'll make your life easier. But anything in mainland Miami would uh, give you full access. Ubers will be very close. Five, 10, 15 minute drives uh, should be pretty straightforward. So is there anything else that we need to know to get ready for this event? Because I, I just want to let all my people know I will be there. I will be at the summit. I missed last year, but I'm not missing this year. My friends, even before I met Roy, uh, my friends already told me, they're like, yo, we coming down. You can't miss this one. Don't don't plan no trips, no nothing. So I'm already locked in. I'm going to be there. So I would definitely look forward to seeing you there. But is there anything else, Roy, that we could expect? Or, or is there anything else that we can do to prepare for the event? I just want to give that last uh, final thought, which is a lot of people are kind of on the fence about going to events like this. And that was always me. I never wanted to go to a hype fest. You know, I don't want to sit there and like run on coals and shit and like beat on my chest. I wanted to go and learn something. This FX Summit Conference is the combination of inspiration. This is not hype. It's inspiration. You see people that are paying $100,000 a month in car payments. Like, what does that feel like? Do you know anyone that does that? If the answer is no, you got to get around people like that in order to reach levels that are similar. And so if you've ever wanted to kind of change your situation, it's not going to happen by staring at the same four walls. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to go get around very successful people. And there's never been a better and more open opportunity to do that. The FX Summit for the cost to the value, it is unbeatable. And it's going to be an incredible three-day experience. So I look forward to seeing you, Calvin. I, I look forward to seeing you crushing it, doing live podcasts with people who show up. And I look forward to seeing all of you guys who are listening to this at the FX Summit 2023. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, before I Let's end, go. <laughs> before I end, I got to say this, Roy, just going back to that James Storms interview. Listen, there was that quote, that legendary quote, the most confident man in the room makes the most money. Right. And all I want to say is this. If you want to see your confidence go to another level, the best way to do that is get in a room of other people that are on exactly. another level of confidence and it will rub off on you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So ladies and gentlemen, my name is Calvin, the new trader. This is Roy from chart addicts. Um, and we just want to tell you, listen, we look forward to running into you at the bank one day, but you cannot meet us there. You got to beat us there. When we pull up to the bank, you better be walking out with a duffel bag on your shoulder, big smile on your face. I believe we all are going to be successful. This has been another episode of Forex Beginner Podcast. I look forward to catching you at FX Summit 2023. Till next time, holla at you later. Peace.